Grab your Bibles and join me today in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. And this morning, we want to talk about a subject that I would like to identify as success motivation. And this is very, very important. I know that as you're watching me, there are quite a few of you that I know personally. And there are many others, of course, that I have never met in person. And hope, uh, one day I hope to be able to do that. But my friends, whether I know you or not, here's one thing I know about you. There is something that motivates you, and we want to be able to identify that uh, source of motivation, and I want to be able to pull it out of you today. Praise God. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 12. We'll start in verse 1. Heavenly Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come right now with wisdom and revelation uh, being released into our heart, the eyes of our heart, so that we can see your word and apply it to our life today. Now, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Now, verse 1, it says, Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, verse 2 is what I want to discuss with you today. Looking unto Jesus, now he's the best example, isn't he? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy, you might want to underline that, that's an identifier. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, we see a tremendous biblical example of what we can identify as success motivation. Now, it says, for the joy set before him. When it's talking about the joy set before Jesus, this was something that he was able to visualize, to conceptualize in the compartment of his mind. We all have a holy imagination. And we can use our imaginations to visualize where it is we want to go, what it is that we want to accomplish, and what it is that we want to see brought into our lives uh, that's still out there a ways, but we are knowing that we are going to eventually cross the finish line. So what you have to do is you have to be able to see the joy before you. You have to visualize it. You have to be able to, uh, in your mind, uh, form the thoughts, think and meditate upon the thoughts. You really do have to be able to see it. And it says, uh, who for the joy that was set before him. Okay, So if you can't see it, then you're not going to be able to face the difficulties or the things that you're going to have to endure unless there's something that you can see that brings joy. Now, this is very important. Motivation must be based upon what brings you joy. Woo! Hallelujah. Think about that. Motivation 
It has to be. It's a biblical principle. Motivation has to be based upon what brings you joy. For the joy that was set before him, he endured. Why did he go through all of these things? Why did Jesus go to the cross and experience Calvary and uh, everything that was in that uh, extreme form of suffering and degradation and persecution? He did it because there was a, an element of joy that he was envisioning that he knew that he was going to attain. So motivation must be based up on what brings you joy. I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you motivated to go to prison? Does uh, the desire to go to prison motivate you through thoughts about getting locked up uh, in a little bitty cell where you're only allowed out a few times a day and then you spend the rest of your life in a little bitty cubicle, does that uh, motivate you? No, no, of course not. The, the idea of going to prison does not motivate anyone. Why? Because there's no joy element in that. What motivates you has to be attached to joy. I want to ask you a different question because I know you don't want to go to prison. Do you want to go bankrupt? Do you want to lose all of your assets, get behind on everything, have a home foreclosed on, vehicles foreclosed on? Do you want to go bankrupt? Yes, Pastor Stephen, I wake up every morning greatly motivated to go bankrupt. No, nobody does that. Why? Because there's no joy associated with going to prison, no joy associated with going bankrupt, no joy with getting cancer, no joy with uh, developing heart disease. No, there's no joy in things like that. So why would anybody be motivated to go those directions? They aren't. So motivation must have at its very core a source of joy that you are able to identify in your life as the motivator. I really do believe, and I, I, or I really do, I, I believe that with the right motivation, you could do almost anything. I mean, with, with the right motivation that Jesus had, he was, he was able to get through that agony, that experience, and he was probably telling himself, look, I've only got a little longer to go. Uh, even when they uh, uh, eventually put him on the cross after the scourging and after having his beard yanked out and and all of the other treatment that was done to him, uh, uh, even when he was on the cross, you know, he's probably thinking, you know, I'm not going to be up here very long. Yes, there's agony, and yes, I've got my uh, hands nailed to the wood, my legs, and uh, all of this pain and and torture, but you know what? This is not going to last that long. And so he had motivation where he was telling himself, this, this is not going to last forever. I'm eventually going to cross the finish line, and you have to do the same thing. With the right motivation, you can do just about anything. Praise God. And you can certainly do whatever God wants you to do through motivation. So here is a key. You have to be able to identify the joy that you choose to set before you. And if you, if you can't do that, you're going to flounder. There's people that live every day of their life in discouragement. They uh, have uh, the only reason they're functioning, getting out of bed, going to work, and doing things like that is because they have to in order to eat, 
in order to have basic necessities of life met. But outside of that, there are many uh, Christians who are just, it's like they're wiped out. Why? They have no motivation, and they have never identified a source of motivation that really gives them some juice to say, I'm getting up and I'm getting after it because I've got something that I'm going to attain. And if, if you've lost your motivation, then that tells me you've lost uh, a, 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 a source of joy that you can identify that has deep value and it's something that's worthy to acquire. You've lost your focus. Okay, so you have to be able to identify the joy that you choose to set before you. I cannot choose something to motivate you with because what motivates me might not motivate you. So we're all wired differently, and you have to find something that makes you happy that will motivate you. I'm talking, my friends, to you today. This is success motivation. Now, what was the joy that was set before Jesus? Again, let's look at the verse. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him. Okay, so he could visualize it. He could, he could in his mind's eye, could say, okay, I'm going to attain this. This will be reached, okay? Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured, okay? What was the joy that was set before him that got him through uh, Calvary, that got him through all the problems that the enemy threw at him? My friends, I can, I can tell you what it was. It was you. Jesus went through all of that for you and for me. He went to the cross for you and for me, and it made him so happy. He's like, I, because see, you, you've got to make it personal. I, I know he died for the sins of the whole world. I know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But you always have to to break it down and, and look at it uh, from a uh, perspective where it speaks to you. And really, literally, he did go to the cross for you. If you were the only one he would have done it all for you. So he did it for the world, but guess what? That includes you as an inhabitant. So Jesus went to the cross for you. What motivated him to, uh, to go through with that? You did. Uh, he had you on his mind before you were ever born. Okay, so he is literally bearing the sins of the entire uh, world, not only those who were there alive during that time, but everybody who's gone be gone before, and everybody who, of course, would come after, and that's you and I, and even those that would come after us because people are being born every day. So Jesus went to the cross for all of us, and it just gave him such tremendous joy, and he was able to visualize that. I'm telling you, when they were driving those nails through his hands, he was thinking about you. Woo! He had plenty of opportunity to back out, but he never backed out because of the joy that was set before him. Look, you've got to choose uh, something to set before you that will motivate you. If you do not have it there, you you're not going to you're not going to stay motivated. You're going to give up. You're going to quit, and uh, you're going to just kind of. Uh, uh, 
pull back into the doldrums of life. And you don't want to do that. You have too much to live for, and you have too much to give, too much to contribute because of what God has put in you. Okay. So what was the joy uh, set before Jesus? It was you, my friends. Praise God. And, you know, you stop and think about everything he was doing up there, redeeming uh, us back to God, uh, taking our poverty so that we, through his poverty, uh, we might become rich, taking sickness and disease so that we can have health, taking uh, insanity and mental problems and depression and, uh, and suicidal thoughts so that we can have whole minds and be solid and strong and have uh, uh, healthy mindsets. Praise God. He, he redeemed us from everything that could be wrong. Are you struggling today? perhaps with some form of bondage. I want to tell you right now that Jesus bore that for you while he was on the cross so that you can be delivered and set free. Praise God. So that was the motivating force. That was the joy set before him. You've got to put a happy, joyful uh, identification of motivation out in front of you. Now, here is a key again. Another one, you've got to be able to identify your joy in the sense that you have to be able to see it every day. Woo! Now that, that's the catch, isn't it? You've got to be able to see it every day. If, you, if you're not able to see it every day, you will lose motivation. I, I'm not just talking about a picture that you pull out once a month. No, I'm talking about something that's before you that you can see. Now, what the Lord was going after was something that uh, he was bringing people into that was that was a ways off. So he's seen that in his mind. Uh, but my friends, there are some things that you can perhaps see now of where you're wanting to go to. Maybe you can even get an image of it or something that would uh, represent it. And you need to keep that thing uh, in a place, whether it's, uh, you know, put on your refrigerator door with a magnet or, or something like that so that you keep it before you every single day so that you stay motivated. Now, this thing that you're going to identify as a... Uh, motivational means of joy, you have to be specific, okay? In other words, it says uh, concerning Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him. It wasn't just some kind of ethereal concept that he's trying to bring into the earth. No, he, he knew exactly what he was going for. He knew exactly what the finish line was going to produce, and it's like uh, the Olympic athlete who wants to win the gold medal. That They are very specific. They think about that. All of their training is based on that. That's why they get up at 5.30 in the morning and begin their workout. And some of these athletes are working out and training eight hours a day. And uh, they are doing that to win the gold medal. So, my friends, there, there has to be something specific. Whatever this thing is, if it's not specific, if you can't nail it down, then you will lose motivation. You have to have something specific that you keep before you every single day and that you can see. Let's talk about a few possible examples. Let's say that you are a person and you want to become motivated to lose weight. Okay, that's nice, but that's not enough. That is not enough of an identification 
of where you want to go. That that's too random. It's it's too generalized. You you've got to you've got to um, rope this thing in. Okay. So if you are trying to motivate yourself. Uh, to lose weight, and there is a certain goal that you're wanting to reach, then you need to find out what dress size it is that you're wanting to get into, or what pair of jeans it is that you're wanting to get into, and you need to go out and buy that dress, and you need to hang that dress, uh, not in the closet, no, you need to hang that dress somewhere where you see it every day, and you say to yourself, I'm getting into that dress within whether it's six months or nine months or, or 12 months from now. But the thing is, you you have a, a means of identification of what brings you joy that now produces motivation in your life. And you, you look at that dress and you say, in 12 months, I'm going to be wearing that and it's going to fit me comfortably. And I, I'm getting in that, praise God. So there is, there is a specific focus of what now motivates you. And every time you look at it, it motivates you to, um, you know, uh, take care of your body, to uh, push yourself, to uh, do the things that you need to do in order to get into that dress. Woo, hallelujah. Look, if it, if it doesn't make you happy, then you, you need to be honest with yourself and say, well, okay, this is not enough to stir me up. It needs to be something that brings you joy. I, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's motivation to become the first millionaire in your family. Maybe it's a motivation to be the first one ever in your family. Uh, you know, and your family could go back hundreds and hundreds of years to the genealogy. You could be the first one in the entire family to ever earn a PhD. Okay, so whatever this thing is, uh, you need to identify it and you need to put it in front of you every single day because it'll make you happy, and you just say, that's where I'm going. I'm getting closer every single day, and you just keep, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Now, this is why, I want to tell you why, that you have to be able to identify a specific motivational source, something that brings tremendous joy into your life. This this is why, because because of the recipe included in this verse. Okay, concerning Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Okay, so here's why we need something that will motivate us with tremendous joy. Why? There are things that we're going to have to endure, and this is the tough part. But look, it's going to be tough because what you're trying to attain, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to come into has value. It, it has meaning. And if it didn't have any value or different ha didn't have any meaning, why would you want to go there? Oh, no, my friends, you want to go there because it does speak well. You want to go there because it is a place of blessing. You want to go there because God created you to come into a place like this. And so knowing that it's going to be uh, tough, you're going to need some joy. You're going to need some motivation because uh, if you're trying to get your temple, your uh, the 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 temple of the Holy Spirit, your body in shape, that your body at times is going to is going to say, you know, I don't want to do this. You know, it's 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 too cold outside. Now it's too hot outside. Oh, I don't feel good or what this that or the other. And you have to be motivated. You have to say, now come on, body. 
I'm going to drag you out of bed. We're going to go anyhow because we are going to reach the goal. I'm going to be in that dress within nine months, okay, or whatever the situation is. I'm going to attain that PhD in four years. Perhaps you already have your bachelor's, and now you're getting closer. So, my friends, you're going to have to push yourself and you're probably going to have to push yourself pretty hard to come into this thing that really, really motivates you. Perhaps you saw something and you think, oh, I could buy that. It's a ways out there, but I can reach that. So now you have to endure. You might have to endure overtime. You might have to endure a garage sale. You might have to endure uh, working Saturday morning. You might have to find a way to uh, uh, not get some things that you might want in order to save to get this uh pearl of great price that you do want, okay? So you just uh, begin to go through this process of enduring, and eventually you'll get there. But see, you're willing to endure. Why? Because of the joy. The joy. There has to be joy in it. I think sometimes um, religion has told us that we have to suffer all the time, and we can never have anything nice, or we can't be blessed that we must continually bear a cross and go around like in a, in a miserable type of outlook. But my friends, that's not God's plan for your life. God wants you to be happy, and God set this uh, inner mechanism up on the inside of you that, guess what, responds to motivation. And if it motivates you, it's going to have to be something good to move you to get you going. And that that's not wrong. We don't have to apologize for that. God made us like that. And, and this is how the Lord is operating. Who for the joy that was set before him. Success, motivation. You have to have something that motivates you. You have to be able to identify it. You have to be able to see it. You have to be able to keep it in front of you every single day. It will bring you joy. It will get you through the tough times because guess what? You will have the tough times. Now, the Navy SEALs understand a principle, and I want to share this with you, that's called the 40% principle, okay? And uh, let me give you an example. One man said that, uh, he was inspired by the mental training and, and the methodology of, of thinking that the Navy SEALs have developed. And so one man said that he invited one of these, uh, you know, fierce elite Navy SEALs to come stay at his house. Now, of course, this SEAL has completed his, his military service and he's uh, in civilian life. And so uh, this one man said, please come stay at my house and I want you to teach me and train me uh, and share with me the things that I need to know up here in order to be successful. Uh, even with uh, athletes who are on a very high level, you reach a place where the other athletes who are your competitors, they are also on a very high level physically. So oftentimes when you're in this uh, elite realm, the edge goes to the one who's more sharp up here. So you also have to develop yourself mentally. And, and some games, some sports are much more mental. I, I know they're all mental in a sense, but some games like golf or tennis, it's, it's even more mental, okay? And so uh, this man invites the Navy SEAL to come stay at his house, and he said that uh, the Navy SEAL uh, asked him, how many pull-ups can you do? The man said, I, I don't know. He goes, well, let's go. 
uh, to your workout area and find out how many, many pull-ups you can do. And so the man uh, tried to do as many as he could, and he did about eight. He said, that's all I can do. Okay, so the Navy SEAL said, well, now rest a little bit, and let's try it again, because now you'll be warmed up. Okay, so he tried it again, and he did eight again. And the Navy SEAL said, rest, rest some more. Okay, so he rests a little bit longer, and then he said, okay, let's try again. Okay, so he tries again, and now he does 10. He does 10 pull-ups. The man does 10 pull-ups for the first time in his life, and he's all excited, and he's all happy. But, but the Navy SEAL said, now, this is good that you've done 10, but he said, we are not leaving here until you complete 100 pull-ups. Not, not all at one time, but that you do sets, maybe it's six at a time or seven at a time. And the guy said, you know, I can't do that. But the Navy SEAL said, ah, he said, this is what you must understand concerning what's known as the 40% uh, guideline. Whenever you think that you have pushed and pushed and reached your end, whenever you think that you have completely maxed out and you cannot go another step and your body says, I'm done, this is it, I'm, I'm absolutely completely finished, whenever you reach that point, you have actually only reached 40%. Your, your body says, I can't go further, but mentally you can. And if you will begin to make the shift up here, you will realize you've still got 60% left in the tank. And so by the time it was all said and done, that uh, gentleman had completed uh, over 100 pull-ups in his workout session, something he never thought uh, he could ever do. So I want to share that with you. Uh, because you're going to have to endure. You're, you're going to have your motivational point. It, that thing's going to bring you joy. It's going to make you happy because you're going to think this is it's going to be so much fun when it actually happens. When I when I actually experience it, when I actually cross the finish line, it's going to be great. Yes, it is. So you have to stay motivated, but you're going to have to endure through the process of getting there. And, and as you're enduring, I want you to understand when you hit sticky points, when you hit hard days. When you feel like, oh, I don't know if it's worth it. Uh, look, all, I, all I'm saying to you is you're only at 40%. You haven't even really pushed it to the max yet. You've got a lot more in you than what you think you do. So I really want you to just lean on the Lord and say, Lord, I am going to uh, find something that motivates me, and the Holy Spirit will help you identify it, and just say, you know, Lord, I'm going to lock onto this like a like a tractor beam, you know, and I, I, I'm just going to attach myself to this, and I'm going to go for it, okay, and then you write it down, you keep it before you, if it's something you need, to, maybe like a, a symbol or a model of it that you can buy and keep in front of you, that, that can be a, a means of being able to see it. And so, you know, you just go for it. You go for it. And when it's tough, you just think, okay, uh, I'm not even at 40% yet. I've got a lot more in the tank. And just push and push and endure and endure. Look, don't tell me that driving nails through somebody's hand uh, it doesn't take uh, mental tenacity to not just have a complete breakdown, okay? So, and I, look, I'm sure the Lord screamed. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there were screams of agony because there, there's physical reactions. We have nerves in our body. But at the same time, he held himself together. I know there's spiritual strength, but our spiritual strength also undergirds our mental strength and even uh, helps us to push these bodies beyond 
uh, levels that we thought they could ever uh, reach. So there's physical limits, you can go further. There's mental limits, you can go further. You might think there's even spiritual limits. You can still go further. You must be willing to endure, and when you think that you can't endure anymore, you can. And perhaps not only can you, but maybe you're still even just initially getting into the initial reserve tanks that you have. Oh, my friends, right now, as we conclude this talk, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I want you to identify your, your object of motivation. I want it to be something that makes you very, very happy when you think about it. It has to produce joy, okay? It's something that you've, you're going to want. Well, Pastor Stephen, is it spiritual for me to want that? Yes, God created the reward system. God created, not the devil, God made you, okay? God created humanity, and God placed within all of us a, a mechanism that responds to rewards and responds to motivation. Woo! Praise God. Okay, that's why sales teams want to meet that end-of-the-month budget. Why? Not just so they can get the quota met, so that they can get the bonus. That's the driving motivation. You've got to have something extra to give you that motivation. All right. Now, Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are watching right now that they establish success, motivation in their lives, just like Jesus did, that they identify today a means of motivation that produces great joy in their life as they strive towards it. Now, I thank you, Father, for supernatural endurance to carry any cross, to bear any difficulty, and to go through that they might attain the prize that is set before them. I thank you that with your help, they are going to make it. Now, Father, we give you praise. Please lift your hands. Heavenly Father, we give you praise for this. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, right now, with the Holy Spirit helping you, grab a notepad. Grab your pen and write down what motivates you, what you want to do, and what will motivate you to get there, okay? It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. All right, my friends, till next time, you stay strong in the Lord, and I'll see you back on Morning Glory. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.